Happy Friday, everybody, and I'm back for a new episode. He's back for a brand new episode. I don't know where the hell that came from. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Made Man, the most handsome madman podcast on the interweb, where today I talked about episode four, no, season four, episode eight, The Summer Man, The Summer Man. Who's the summer man? I'm not sure. But I think it might be Don Draper. He seems to be getting ready for summer. It's getting warmer. And he's swimming a lot at a gym. He's not swimming outside. He's not, you know, playing Marco Polo or cannonballs or just lounging around in the pool. He's doing, you know, lap pool swimming. Seems to be trying to better himself. He looks like he wants to drink a little less. He seems to be, I don't know if he was inspired by Roger writing a book, but he's starting to write down his thoughts. Uh, thoughts on trying to be a better person, seemingly wanting to drink less and exercise more. Now, that doesn't stop smoking because he's in the pool, he's coughing, he's outside and he's you know, seeing women go by and he's smelling the perfume and the summer air and he thinks he smells corn. And, you know, that's okay. Light up. Light up another cigarette. You know, I'm a guessing, I'm a guessing that they don't see smoking as something that athletes don't do. They don't see it as a way like, well, if you want to, you know, get in shape and exercise, you can't smoke. It's bad for your lungs. They don't see that. They don't know that. Or they're just avoiding it. Um, Or just, you know, Don Draper's addicted to cigarettes. Um, but he seems to go for a, a, a swim just about every day before work. Now at work, he notices in the morning, um, I, de- I don't remember her name, the blonde doctor, the one who does all the research, the one who's in Stranger Things. She's on the phone yelling and arguing with somebody. I think it might be an ex-husband. They don't really go into it, but that's my guess. Don notices it, but, um, nothing much happens there. He sees his, um goes into work. Now, I'm going to be all over the place because I literally just finished it, but I'm, if you're brand new to the podcast, I'm, I'm terrible at chronological thinking um, where I just, things will pop into my head and I will go with it because that's how this podcast is. It's raw. That was weird. Um, Don goes into the office and his secretary actually um, had uh, work done, had eye surgery. So that was kind of funny. Uh, if you, again, this, this secretary, I didn't know why I recognized her. She's the mom from Karate Kid. I never, her name is Miss Langenship, I believe. Uh, and you know, she basically was put there because Don was going after some of his other secretaries. So this was the safer way of doing it. Uh, he has, Don's working on the, the, the thing at work this week. Oh, it's so windy. Oh my goodness gracious. The thing this, this week the client is Mountain Dew. Um, they talked about Mountain Dew like it was separate from Pepsi, I think. Now, I don't know when this happened or if it was always this way or if I just misunderstood, but Mountain Dew is owned by Pepsi. Now, that might have been something that happened later on. It's just part of, you know, PepsiCo now. But I don't know how it was then. It might have been its own thing. They're working on different um, ads with, like, hillbillies stirring this like almost like moonshine, but uh, they thought it looked more like witchcraft, and they didn't 
they didn't want to have anything to do with the occult, so they didn't like that. Um, because of what was going on with Mountain Dew, Don wanted Peggy to take that guy, Joey, the freelancer, and have him work full-time for the summer. Maybe he's the summer man? Hmm. I don't know. There's a young, good-looking guy uh, to, the point, to the point where Harry Crane, who all of a sudden seems to be talking with more bravado, he seems a little more cocksure. That, is that the right word? I, I hope so. It sounds bad. Uh, more confident. I think that's because the, the level of TV, he got onto it early, and he is like more important than ever. Because he seemed just really confident talking to this guy and and uh, saying that he thinks he'd make a good actor. He actually showed a headshot, a picture, not a headshot, a picture of this kid, Joey, to the people at the uh, show. I think it was a soap opera or something. Uh, and, you know, thought it'd be a good idea for him to go down and try out. This kid, Joey, was like, eh, I don't know about that. And when he left, he was telling Peggy that he, uh, he's seen, quote unquote, fairies come onto him in the past. That this was different. Uh, so he thought that Henry was carry, uh, was coming on to him, which was not the case at all. This Obviously, Henry was pretty much legit saying that he thinks this kid could be an actor. This kid is a bit of a putz. He's always been cocky. He's, he's, he's lame. He is your typical... He's like a frat boy, I guess you could say. Uh, and it comes back to bite him. He... He made some comments to Joan. I, I can't even remember it now. But he, he, you know, Joan said something to them, to the guys. It was him. It was that other, like, jerk guy who I don't even remember his name. The new faces. And I just rem- I just got Joey's name today, and it might be all for naught. Um, but they're being, you know, annoying and loud. Oh, you know what they were doing? They were, they were trying to break into a vending machine and smashing it and crashing it because uh, they were losing money in it. And so they put the, hand, the guy puts his hand up in it. He lost his watch in there. So they're trying to like shake this thing. And Joan got yelled at them, reprimanded them. This kid talked back. She brought him in. Um, I think she brought him into his office then and says, you know, you can't do that. And he's like, oh, you know, pe- pe- you know, I know people like you all the time. Um, he, he, he said some comments about you know, the way she dressed. Oh, he said to her, oh, this was bad. He says, you know, you walk around like you're like you're wanting to be raped. That shook her. Not only did it shake her because it's a shitty thing to say, but also, if you remember, she was raped by her own husband in Don's office at the old office, at the old office building. Um, They still haven't touched that. They haven't gone there with that. That's happened. It's in the back of my mind. I feel like it's in the back of the writer's mind, but nothing has come up yet. Now, something happened in this episode, and I didn't know if it was in relation to it. Um... She was upset. She left work. She went home. She sees her husband kind of getting ready for... I don't think he was leaving yet. Oh, no, he was leaving. He was leaving for basic training. She got home early. He's like, you didn't even want to say goodbye. You're upset. He's, I'm only gone for eight weeks. But he's like, oh, we, you know, don't they use live ammunition? He's like, listen, come here. Sit down. They start kissing. And he kind of says, let's have the sex now. She's like, I, I can't. And he's like, sure you can. And then they apparently do. He talked her into it. I don't know if that's her way of... If that was a kind of a subtle thing of like, I better do what he says because otherwise it's not going to go well for me. Which is awful. It's awful. But that's the only time we see her husband. Bing, bang, boom. She's out of there. Now, I'm going to just stick with Joan uh, for now. Come back to the office 
and um, that's when Joan is told she has to hire this guy full time. She's totally not into it. She was saying in the in one of these meetings that it was one of the Mountain Dew meetings. She was brought in. She said, you know, there's been complaints against him. He's been crude to some of the women. And uh, she's like, we'll talk to him about it. You know, Don didn't want uh, to be, get in the middle of it, but he didn't disregard it either. And really, she was complaining about herself. She was saying he was being disrespectful to some of the other women in the office, but it was mostly her and all women in general, but specifically targeting her. Now, she goes into... Um, Lane's office because I guess Lane has to approve it. And Peggy yelled at this guy, Joey, and says, you know, basically her and Lane run this office. You need to show respect for her. He's like, all right, I get it. I get it. Um, she goes into Lane's office and she um, says, you know, we need to, they want to hire this guy full time. And Lane's like, oh, I suppose that's all right. You know, none of my business. And she was arguing about not having the, the vending machine there. He was like, well, I think it brings in some money and it brings in, you know, I think it's a good thing. Uh, if, if they don't get a dime here or there, maybe they could call the maintenance. It's, you know, not be our responsibility. Maybe we can get a sandwich machine. And Joan's like, oh, yeah, so we can have fat secretaries who are just around, you know, looking for the next sandwich. Joan, I like when she runs the office um, business-like, but I don't like her when she says these really dumb things which are like, you know, it's like, this is how women have to be, and we have to stick to these rules. So we don't want fat secretaries eating sandwiches. Or what she says to Peggy later, which I thought was really jerky. Um, she, so this guy, Joey, makes a joke about, to the other guys, about Lane and, and uh, Joan, what they're doing in the office. Oh, the wind. Oh, here it comes. Hold on. Um, so she makes a joke about Lane and, and uh he makes a joke, Joey, makes a joke about Lane and Joan, you know, getting it on in the office. And Peggy th- said, you know, that's crude. That's not nice. Um, she goes in and, uh, no, he goes in and puts a picture on the wall of her office. Now, um, Peggy goes to cut through her office. And she's like, what the hell? This is my office. Get out of here. What's going, you know, you can't just cut through here all the time. And um, I'm sure I'm all over the place, but I'm getting the chunks of what happened. Um, Peggy's like, I apologize. I'm sorry. She sees in the office the picture that Joey put up on the wall, even though you don't, you didn't see him do it. You did see him drawing something before, joking. And then you see this joke. It looks like um, some sexual things are happening between you know two people, which are supposed to be Lane and Joan. Uh, Peggy takes the picture, brings it back to, to Joey, Oh, brings it right into Don's office. And first brings it to Joey. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's funny. Brings it to Don's office. Says, something's got to be done about him. He's like, what, what do you want me to do? That, you know, that's your thing. Because you, you say something. She's like, um, you know, something like it's being disrespectful to him. It's being disrespectful to, all of, to me too, to all of us. And Don's like, well, fire him then. She's like, I can do that? He's like, yeah, if, if, if you came from me, it sounds like, Oh, you're a tattletale. If you want to deal with it, if you want respect, you know, deal with it. Take control. Um, so she does that. She goes, Joey, can I talk to you? Brings him into the office and tries to say a couple things. And he says something like else rude. Uh, and she's like, you're fired. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gra- touches her on the shoulder when, he goes to tur- when she goes to open the door. Again, disrespectful. And he's like, I'm sorry. You know, you'll get another job. 
and then he gets real douchey. He uh, he says something mean about her, something sexist. Takes a box of it. She has all the files and turns it upside down, empties it out, puts all his stuff in it. Says, "Sorry, boys, fun is over." Um, and they're like, "Ooh!" And in they, their first thought is, uh, "What a bitch, Joan uh, P- uh, Peggy is for doing this." You know, like something about something about you know. I don't know if it was something about the being on the period or some stupid ass thing. Uh, but is that the last we see of Joey? I'm sure I've skimmed over many things. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see him show up as an actor later and, and, uh, Harry or bring, we'll bring him back as an actor or something. Um, I almost said Henry, but guess what? We do see Henry in this. So before I get there, let's figure finish off the Peggy and the Jones story. Um, End of the day, Joan... Oh, wait. I missed the best part. Joan came into their office and um, says, you know, I just want to let you guys know that um, they, he, they said some comment about there's not being any fun at the office. And she's like, I just want to let you know, when you guys are in Vietnam and you're in the, in the dirt, in the holes, crying, wishing you were back here, you're not, I'm not going to miss you and you're not going to be dying for me because I never liked you. And she just walked off and they were like, Oh, snap. Again, that's the frustration, I think, of her husband going off to war and taking off on taking out on these young jerks who think they're just living it up, having a good life. But guess what? You know, shit's going to get real for them. Uh, and then they get in the elevator at the end of the day, and Peggy's like, I just want to let you know that uh, I fired Joey. And she was like, you know, I did this for you. And Joan was not having any of that. She was like, oh, great. So, uh, you know, it was my issue, my thing, and you had to deal with it because you want to be the big shot. Uh, you make me look like the bitch, and you, you, I look like a stupid secretary, and you look like a bitch. Um, and she says something else about Peggy before. She's saying, you know, take the, instead of cutting through my office, take the extra steps. You could use them. Joan is frustrated about her husband going off to war, but she's also being a stone-cold biatch to Peggy, who did not deserve it, who actually was sticking up for her, respectful to her, and doing something for her. She didn't fire this guy to look like a bigwig. She fired this guy because Don said, you need to fire this guy. If you want respect, if you, if you think he should be fired, you can fire him. She didn't even, she didn't do this, you know, to say, I'm going to curry favor with everybody and make me look big. That's just kind of what happened. That's the, that was the effect, not the reason. Um, or the outcome, but Peggy, oh Peggy, you know, you know, not gonna friggin' take a hand or, or be nice about it. I mean, Joan, not gonna be nice about it. Gonna be a jerk to Peggy. I didn't like that. I didn't like Peggy uh, in this. Ep- I didn't like Joan in this episode. Peggy, I liked. Okay, let's move off of that, and let's move over to the Draper Francis conundrum. So Don. Seems like he's trying to better himself, as I said. He, he was talking earlier in the day about... Uh, he was talking while he was writing. Um, seemed like he wants to drink less. He said to his secretary at one point, bring, the, bring, the, bring these bottles back to storage. I don't need them. She's like, you, you don't need them until you need them. He's like, no, get me cigarettes, but get rid of the alcohol. So he still wants to keep smoking. Um, he's in a meeting, and they pour him a drink, and he kind of just looks at it. He doesn't, he doesn't really care for it. He doesn't drink it. Uh, until he does. He finally gives in and has a little sip of it. So it seemed like his, his betterment didn't last very long. Uh, and then he, he goes out, and what, there's kind of a voiceover of him writing um, in his journal while he's also, things are happening in the episode. It's very Doogie Howserish. Um, he took that, Mar- I want to say Mary Beth Van something or other, 
the girl from from uh, Pitch Perfect, took her out to dinner. He's dated her before. She's younger, younger woman. Took her out to dinner, and it was just nice small talk. You know, nothing much. They're trying to get to know each other. She did make a comment about like every time I'm with you, it seems like it's a first date. You know, don't you want to get to know somebody better? And he's like, I do. And there's some small talk, and then who walks into the same restaurant? Who walks into the same restaurant but Henry Francis? Henry Francis walks in with his wife, Betty Francis. They're there to meet some guy. They're there to have dinner and meet some guy who wants to talk politics and wants to talk some candidate and wants to talk Henry working on the the campaign. But the moment they see Don Draper and Betty sees her, her her whole face changes. She's like, I need a drink. And maybe we can go sit at the bar. And um, Henry's like, let's walk right over. Henry walks right over. And they're like, hello, Don. And he's like, oh, Henry, hello, Betty. Hi, how are you? Very good. Nice to see you. This, and he introduces him to her date. And then they go off. And, and it was very cold. And they go off to eat. And, his, and Don's date's like, who is that? He goes, well, that actually is my ex-wife and her new husband. And she's like, her? Now, I was trying to figure out what she meant by that. Did she mean her? Like, I'm younger and prettier than her. You know, I'm better than her. So, because it seemed like she perked up after that. Uh, Betty was sitting there distracted during the dinner. She kept like, of course, they had to sit her so she's facing Dawn perfectly. Uh, so she kept looking, looking over at her. And, uh, you know, H- Henry could notice that she was distracted. She got up, go to, went to the bathroom, was all shooken up, had a cigarette in the bathroom. I don't, I think she just didn't like seeing Dawn happy. Because maybe she doesn't have, or she didn't, she's thinking, you know, I got what I wanted. Is it what I wanted? I'm in the same friggin' house with a new guy doing the same thing. Is this what I really wanted? Because I'm Betty. I'm a child. I, I came from a rich, rich family. And, you know, I got what I wanted the first time. It didn't work out. The second time, same guy, same house, same kids. Uh, is it working out exactly the way I wanted it? Me, 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 me. I need a cigarette. And uh, Don's like, let's go. Goes home with his date. And she's like, they're kissing and kissing and kissing. Now, this is the girl who doesn't want to um, sleep with Don just yet. Doesn't, you know, wants to take it slow. I don't know if it's the, the sight of seeing Don's ex-wife made her, like, charge her up. But she she took things to a new level. Um, she didn't invite him into the house, into her apartment just yet. But she did, um, how to say this? She kissed him on the lap is that a, is that a is that a way that you would explain it without getting very dirty she kissed him on the lap while he's in the taxi the taxi cab driver this was before hbo's taxi cab confessionals but the taxi cab driver was probably like oh boy don this 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 uh this is this ad man he's uh quite the quite the player even though player wasn't a term then i wonder if it's the same taxi driver later because don's getting it on a taxi cab so this girl Kisses him on the lap and then says, to be continued. And he, he, then the voiceover is like, she's probably been working on that line for a while. So she's, she's doing what she thinks is getting closer, getting closer. And then she's going to you know, go back to her, his house and do it with him because you know, he, he's not seeing anyone else. Maybe except that prostitute who beats him up. I don't know if she's still around. He's not seeing anyone else until the end of the episode. So Don's big thing is... Um, it's Gene's birthday. It's his two-year-old son who barely knows D- John. Don. John Ham is Don. Oh, and he's a blues fan. Oh, Bruins. Um, anyway, I digress. Now, 
Gene's two-year-old, two-year birthday. He is, um, he's not close to his kid. You know, he sees Bobby, he sees um, Sally, but he, but when he takes those kids, he never sees uh, Betty. Don um, Henry's pissed. Henry gets pissed off at Betty. He's like, you gotta, you know, you shouldn't act this way. Uh, that's, it, you, um, what do he say? He goes, I need a drink. You can't, you. You do not. You're not allowed to talk like that, or you can't say things like that. So Henry's being a jerky now, um, and then Betty's drunk, and she's like, "Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, you 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 don't even want to live. Drop me off." Then she says, "You know what? Drop me off at the house. You shouldn't even be there. You don't want to live there anyway. So you can go find your hotel or back at your mansion or wherever you lived before me." So they're arguing, blah blah blah. Nothing comes of it. Um, they go to work. You know, Don, um, not Don. They wake up the next day. We actually were in the, the uh, Draper house, which we're not in that much anymore because Don doesn't live there. We see Henry getting ready in Don's closet, in, in Don's mirror, uh, after sleeping in Don's bed. And um, he... Uh, oh, it's so windy. Uh, he goes to work early. But he does t- say to Betty, you know, I think they kind of patch it up a little bit. And he's like, you know, you got to get ready for the birthday. Uh, go back to bed. And he goes off, but he gets to work. And the first thing he does is he called Don at his office because he's before he leaves for work, he's in the garage and he sees all these boxes that say Draper, 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 Draper. And because he's he's a bitter fool who um, who went after who started going after a woman when she was six months pregnant with her other husband's ex-husband's baby. He takes his car and he drives forward and kind of smashes into the boxes a bit, backs out and calls Don at the office. He's like, Don, um, I, we have, I'm getting a boat. I don't even know if that's true. I'm getting a boat, and I need room in the garage. So I need you to take your things out of there if you could. That'd be great. Uh, and Don's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, um, I can do that. He's like, yes, and it's Gene's birthday on Sunday, and you think he's going to invite him. He goes, so Saturday would probably be better. And Don's like, oh, you're probably right. You're probably right. So Don shows up on Saturday and sees boxes. Oh, they're already out on the on the driveway. Just take these boxes and go. And Don's like, gets out, puts the boxes in the car, and there's Henry, drive, you know, mowing the lawn in a white t-shirt and slacks like they used to mow lawns with those, you know, unmo- the, the not motorized, the old-fashioned lawnmower, the clippers that you basically you had to walk to actually make roll. Um, he doesn't look up once. That's Don's lawnmower too. I can guarantee it. He doesn't look up once to see Don. And Don just takes it, drives off, and Henry just goes in, take, you know, dries off with his T-shirt, throws it down to go take a shower, doesn't even say anything to Betty. Later, Betty's friend comes over, Francine, I believe. We haven't seen her in a while. And she's like, oh, I saw Don the other night with a young girl. She could have been just 15 years old, you know. Um, and he's, she's like, you know, what's the big deal? Oh, you know, you, you have it all. And, and he's got nothing. And Betty's like, no, he's, he wants you to think that way. He's living it up. And he's not really living it up. He's living in a, in a, in a small apartment, uh, not, not extremely happy with the way his life is right now, even though he's making money. Uh, he, um, she's like, no, he's living it up, and he's upsetting, and I don't want him coming to the birthday party, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, when, when earlier, oh, when did this come up? Earlier when Harry, Henry said, uh, do you want me to call movers to get rid of these boxes? I could just take it out of the rent. or uh, So they are paying rent. 
but they wanted Don to pay for the boxes to leave and take it out of the rent. Oh, my God. I, I don't know. At first, I thought Henry was an honorable man, but again, he was going after a married woman. But but he saw this married woman as being disrespectful, bis- disrespected, and realized I can give this woman a better life. So that there was something endearing about that. But I am starting to not like this Henry, this possessive Henry, this like this is my house now and my family and my kids. Uh, but guess what? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So Don invites back at work. Don invites the uh, the doctor. I can't remember her name. The blonde doctor. Stranger Things. Uh, and says, you know, I'd like to take you out to dinner tonight. And she's, she's like, didn't you ask me out before? And there was a little small talk flirtiness. Uh, and he's like, I just thought the timing was right. And I'm guessing it's because she was arguing on the phone that he thought now's the time to get in there. Uh, she's like, how about we schedule another time to do this? You know, like a proper date where you ask me out in advance. He goes, how about Saturday night? Is that enough time? She's like, well, normally no, but you're in luck. So they go out to dinner that Saturday night. And they talk a little bit about work. He's like, how do you get people to do what they want? She talks about an Aesop fable where the sun and the wind, which is the wind, they're both on me right now, try to get a man's a jacket off. The wind blows really hard. All that does is make the man tight, tighten the jacket more. The sun glows very gently and warm, and that makes the man take the jacket off. And it's about, she says, it's about being nice and warm and getting, that's how you get people to agree to things. Uh... And he goes, is that just a way for you to say you want my jacket? And she's like, yes. And she take his, takes his jacket. Uh, they have a couple, a couple of glasses of wine. Don opens up about it being Jean's birthday. And she, he doesn't even know him. He thinks this guy is, her, is his father. And I thought it was nice. She says, you know, the world, his world is what you make him. You know, what you show him is what the world is. And I think that said a lot to Don because, um, well, we'll get there. But Don... Don got what he wanted. So he's in the car, in the taxi again with this girl. And, you know, the last time, I, I, it'd be great if it was the same taxi driver. Hey, Mr. Draper. Oh, another lady. Oh, what's going to happen tonight? Um, well, nothing happens. They kiss. That was nice. They kiss. And she is, like, ready. She's like, where's your apartment? He's like, it's right around the corner. But I'm not taking you. I'm taking you home. He's, she's like, why are you doing this? He, he, he basically said something like, because I don't want, he, he, it was like a weird thing. I don't, I don't want this night to end, but I think it's the right thing to do. So he's trying to better himself. I think he wants to have a relationship with this woman, I think. Uh, so he brings her back to her apartment. And I don't know if, I'm, again, I'm probably not in order, but we see back at the Francis house, it's the two-year-old's birthday. Uh, yeah, it's the Francis house now. We see Betty. We see Sally. We see Bobby. We see little Jean. Lots of people. And who shows up? Daddy shows up. That's right. Daddy's home. Don Draper's there with a the stuffed elephant. And he comes in, all smiles, nothing. And Betty was just like, because Betty was like, okay. She dealt with it. I think her friend said something to her and it stuck with him. Stuck with her. Because she went over and she picked up Jean and she handed it to him and says, Here's your daddy. Say hi to daddy. And there's, you know, Don's doting on this kid. And Henry's got this look on his face like, what's he doing here? He actually said that. And Betty says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We have everything. But she looked at Don with this look where I think she's trying to sell it to herself. We have everything. That's what my friend told me. So that's the truth, right? Well, she literally wants everything because Betty sucks. She's a child. And, uh, I think that's it. 
we got no no Roger, no Bert. Uh, we saw Pete for a second. Pete popped in, yelled about the, the vending machine because uh, he was on a very important phone call. Uh, we did see um, Kenneth. We saw. I said we mentioned uh, uh, um, Harry. So we saw a lot of a lot of the people, but it was mostly the this guy Joey had his moment and he's out of here. Uh, Peggy and Joan, Joni's husband, uh, and and Don, Betty, Harry, Henry. So many names, so many names, so many names. And the moment I, I learn your name sometimes, you're out of here. Bye, Joey. I don't know if we'll ever see you again. I think that's it. Now, what's the summer man? Is the summer man like I'm a different person in the summer? Is Don Draper the summer man? He's trying to be a better man. He's swimming. He's trying to drink less, even though that's not really working. He's trying to see his, his baby more, his two-year-old kid more. Is that the summer man? Was Joey the summer man? He's brought in. He was going to be doing uh, work freelance for the summer. They want to hire him full-time. Instead, he's out of here. I think Don's the summer man. Unless the summer man was some sort of... I wonder if the summer man could be the name of the Mountain Dew drink. Wouldn't that be funny if they called that the summer man? Because you have your Mountain Dew, you have your your, uh, vodka, and that's the summer man. I don't know. I made that one up. But you never know. I don't know. I think I know what the summer man is. I think it's Don Draper, and that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Folks... I think I nailed it. I think we nailed it. And uh, I have to say, it's a beautiful day out. Um, it's blue skies, a little bit of clouds, but not bad. Nice breeze, very sunny, very sunny Friday. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm on vacation, so I'm, I watched my episode early today. And uh, it's so nice out, I think I'm going to go to a movie. Yes, my friends, um, besides Made Man, I'm also doing a podcast. I do one every June where I do 30 podcasts in 30 days. It's called Fans on Experts Movie Month. You can find it at fansonexperts.com slash movie month. And I'm going to give you a hint of what today's movie is by telling you what today's movie is. Now, this may actually come out after the podcast, so this may not be a spoiler, uh, but today's movie is John Wick 3, and I'm going to see it in the theater in about an hour. Anyway, folks, you can find everything at fansonexperts.com. Everything. I'm on Twitter at MadeManPod, and that is it. So, I want to thank you for listening. You can email me, MadeMan, at FansNotExperts.com. There's also a link on FansNotExperts.com where you can leave me messages. I got one last week. It was awesome. Uh, You can leave me messages through the Anchor app. Anchor is the way that I upload and produce, um, upload and not produce, but uh, host my podcast. And uh, it's awesome, and it's free. Uh, check it out, anchor.fm. So thank you so much for listening again. It's very windy out. I'm going back inside. So I want to thank you, and I'm going to change into my announcer voice now. As I thank you, as I ride along this windy, windy road, windy, windy road, as the adventure continues where every week I strive to become a maid Fans not experts. <laughs>